A Fork on the Road is brought to you by GoDaddy. Well, they have everything you need to put your business online, find new customers, and kick butt online. They started by registering... says kick ass online. I don't want to say ass. But that's what GoDaddy wants you to say. No, I don't want to say GoDaddy's all that. about ass. Have you not seen Danica Patrick? She's fabulous. She is. Right, you can get you started by registering a domain name and creating your website with GoDaddy's easy-to-use website builder. Already have a site? Keep it running fast with GoDaddy web hosting. It's go time. Visit, Visit GoDaddy.com. Enter promo code FORK32 and save 32% on your new purchases. Some limitations apply. Always, with See everything. See the website for details and then get ass kicking online. Get butt kicking with GoDaddy. Whatever. Why don't we do it in the road? Fork on the road. I am Mark DiCarlo, travel guru, and to my right this time, the lovely and talented and very pink because it's hot here in the desert. Yeni Alvarez, the traveling demon. We're coming to you live yeah. from the Thank Food and Wine Festival in beautiful Palm Desert, California. And we are so excited to be here. There's great food, great wine. Uh, you get to see all the chefs and uh, see the cooking demonstrations. This is fantastic. It is. We have a bunch of chefs that we're going to be talking to, some celebrity chefs that have traveled all the way around the country to be here today in Palm Desert, California. For some reason, we have three chefs that came from Chicago to be here in, in uh, California today. Why would they leave Chicago? Because they have a brain. It's 15 degrees below zero. Uh, I believe they had a tunnel gale out of her house in a snowplow <laughs> to get her to O'Hare to get her here. She's going to be here. We're also going to be talking to some surprise guests. We're here at the um, Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival, which is not Palm Springs. It's Palm Desert. Which is better. Palm Why Springs, it oh, it's, it's congested and hot. <laughs> here, it's beautiful. It's a balmy 92 here. We're in a beautiful tent. We have a nice uh, audience here. You guys having fun so far today at the festival? So we do a lot of these festivals around the country. And the way it works is people pay, they buy a ticket, and they can eat and drink as much as they want yep, throughout the day at want. the festival. So about now, it's about 3 o'clock California time. I'm looking out. I'm seeing a lot of kind of baked people, <laughs> which means our comedy will go over better, and uh, the show will be uh, more entertaining than normal. With a little wine, it always is. Yes. All right. Now, I've been working on <laughs> stages today. What are some of the cool and delicious people that you found? Well, one of the best things that I, I tasted today was the octopus from Tinto. You like that? Wasn't it delicious? The octopus was fantastic. Chef uh, John Tice is the executive chef from Tinto, you know, and he's going to be here after us. When I grew up, I grew up in an Italian house in Chicago, and my grandmother would make octopus and calamari every Christmas Eve. And because I saw her make it, 
I saw what it looked like. I would never eat it because it looked so... It looks gross. And then one or two years before she passed away, I finally ate it. And it's, it's one of my favorite things now. It's, it's so delicious. Just you can't look at it. Especially if you're a little kid, you see the suckers and the purple color there. It doesn't look like it's particularly edible, but man, it's delicious. Now you like the suckers. Frankly, I'm a sucker for the suckers. <laughs> what else have you enjoyed today, baby? Um, I love the date. Uh, they had a date played with from uh, Cork and Fork. Cork and Fork. <laughs> Sounds like prom, doesn't it? <laughs> the Yard House had, uh, what did they have? The ceviche. The ceviche, the ceviche was, was fantastic the house, yeah. with avocado and lime. It was delicious. The buffalo, I had the buffalo. It was fantastic. With the pumpkin, pumpkin bread. Buffalo, octopus, ceviche, calamari, all and kinds Wolfgang of... And Wolfgang Puck had a fantastic soup. If you haven't had it, go taste it. The soup and uh, braised, ri- braised uh, short ribs. Was that on top of grits? Was that on top of grits? It was so good. It was delicious. If you haven't had it, go and have it. It's you fantastic. have another good reason to come to a food festival. Because if, if you've never tasted a food like a like a pumpkin something or an octopus and you're a little resident or uh, reticent to try and go to a restaurant and spend 200 bucks on a fancy meal and something you might not like, you come to a festival like this and you're able to take little samples and you realize, oh, octopus is not disgusting, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to the restaurant and, and have a full-blown meal. But something, a, a place like this, everything I tasted was good. There was not one thing that I tasted and I said, eh, I'll never have there that again. There must be something horrible here. No, everything was be. delicious. Maybe I, ju- I was just lucky. I tasted every delicious booth. Legacy Thai was fantastic. They had a green curry with the rice. It was insane good. You've never oh. had Thai food? Hold on a second. <gasps> what is your name, ma'am? My, my name is Tammy. You've been a resident here in Palm Desert 20 years, Tammy? Yes. And had you had Thai food before you came to Palm Desert? No. No, um, but I have... I so you came to Palm Desert because you know it's a huge Thai community. <laughs> no, um, I just wasn't as um, open to it when I was much younger, 20 years ago. <laughs> I do love Thai, and I just, I just want to say, there is, I know they have the restaurant here. I believe it's in Palm Desert. They also have one in La Quinta. What would you say to people who may be thinking about coming to a food festival, whether it be here or Palm Desert or someplace else? I think it's a wonderful idea because a lot of people, maybe they're not, you know, foodies or they're not really interested in cooking or they don't want to, they're intimidated to go to maybe culinary school. So they come to places like this and they're, they're more open to maybe take it further and just, you know, experience like everything that's out there, like octopus, like you say, something that nobody would ever even think about eating. And then they try it for the first time and it's like, oh, okay. If you've missed some of our past shows, you can always catch up on us at uh, forkontheroadshow.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm at Traveling Diva. And you can call us 24-7 on our voice box. The number is 424-250-FORK. Love that. I always get to say that part. So we're doing a remote show here from the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. And we're going to bring up our first guest now. These three folks have just opened a restaurant in Chicago, which is, uh, if you have not been there, folks, it is a bubbling food town. Lots of delicious food and uh, cuisine happening there. They are the co-founders of Spritz Burgers. It's Dan Smith, Steve McDonough, and Gail Gann. Welcome, everyone. You're going to share this? We, can, we know how to share. Okay. I'm Dan Smith. <laughs> I just want to be as tall as Dan Smith. And I'm Gail Gann because I want to be as talented as Gail Gann. 
I'll just be me. I'm happy in my own skin. Thank you very much. Now, the three of you have all, you have a, a different skill sets, right? I, uh, this is Dan, and I do the food. Right. Steve is Steve. doing the cocktails, and Gail is doing the sweets. So Spritzburger is kind of broken into three areas, and it's really unusual to have chefs work together like this. Uh-huh. You know, because generally, you don't see chefs that open a restaurant together, but we're friends, and we do a lot together, so But there's lots the of egos. Is that why chefs don't open restaurants together? Chefs I think, are yeah, like definitely. lead guitar players, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, and right? only meaner. <laughs> and they're usually packing knives. But yeah, they can be. But we, we get along, we work well together, and we think along uh, the same lines, I'd say. And I'm just really hungry, so I like hanging out with them. And there's always a cocktail when Steve's in the house. So right, I like mix. hanging out with Steve for that reason. So and he knows to bring lemons, right? Oh, wait, you always forget the lemons, do don't you? Them. Yeah. You're, you're in the process of opening Spritzburger. It's been open? It's been open for five weeks now. Thank five God. weeks. Congratulations. That's like having a baby, I would imagine, Yes, right? I feel like I just went through a birth. And Ouch. thank God we had this little That's break. That's a big baby. To come oh. out to California to kind of rest up. You know, you'll find us by the pool for the rest of the time that we're here in town because we're so tired. I think the people that come to food festivals and foodies in general think that the lives of chefs are just fun and oh we're cooking we're having a party we're always throwing a party the life of whoever's living with a chef that's fun well i think actually doing it is much more difficult than it seems would you agree well first of all i was married to a chef for 12 years we lived on cheerios no you did not (laughs) the other thing you should know is when i got into this business my feet were a size six and a half and i wear a nine now so tell me where the fun is in that part oh that happened to barry bonds too are you on the juice because your head and your feet get bigger. You, are you juicing? Huh? Not because if you're juicing, you are not going to get into the Hall of Fame. You do not get my vote. I'm already in the Hall of Fame. I got the juice I want to hear some funny stories, some stressful stories, some things that people wouldn't expect that chefs have to go through to open up a new restaurant. Any fist fights? Now, you guys are buddies for a long time. At some point, don't you just want to strangle each other? I'm or sure is they it... do. Uh, yeah, we've had, we've had um, I mean, we're married. So we've, we've uh, <laughs> we're, we're married. Uh, Steve and Dan are married. Which makes oh, you double want to strangle each other. Oh, no, the chef's that. married? Um, so. Well, what it is, though, is I'm the tiebreaker. When these guys totally. are fighting about something, I found out that's why they brought me in. Because I'm the one that breaks the tie. So what do they usually fight about? My cocktail's better than your food! I'm no, not going to no. tell you whose idea is which. You just pick. No, it's Gail. like you know, the finish of the table. Like, should it be? Should we stain the tables or leave them blonde? Yeah, it's things like that. And you know, Wait honestly, and they're asking you that kind of stuff. That doesn't seem she's right. She's a tiebreaker. What? Is that like a gay joke? Because yeah, we should it was. know better. It was sort of a gay joke. <laughs> is that yeah. right? Cause, yes. Because we should know when the straight lady shouldn't. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for there. I'll, I'll tell you one that it doesn't have to do with uh, Spritzburger. It has to do with um, the catering business, the Hardy Boys, which we've had for like 15 years. So, um, you know, when we were kind of young and um, just a few years old, it was wintertime in Chicago, and Ouch. we were trying to get food out the door. I'm in the backyard on ice and snow, um, trying to get food into a van. I slip, go up into the air, come down flat on my back, and Steve, my very loving partner, says to me, get up! (laughs) We need to get the party out! Laying on my back, you know, possibly really hurt, didn't matter. Wait, the party, get that party out, or just get the food out? No, get the food out for the wedding. all right, all right. So that's, that's the loving kind of relationship that you have when well, you're So forget about together. your back. Just get up and get the just food in the van. Just get up and get the food out. Well, yeah. Yeah. Working with that. your spouse, we're married, and working with your spouse can be very stressful sometimes. 
Right? I mean, yeah. it, it is for us anyway. No, it's heaven, honey. We tend heaven. To, we tend to get along really well. We really don't argue about that much. We really don't. But we keep you upstairs in the office. I've noticed that. Like, Dan and I are down in the kitchen. I'm like, where's Steve? Did he even show up for work today? I see him when he's leaving at 5 o'clock to go pick up your son. I'm like, oh, you've been here. Who knew? Yeah, so that's how we solved that one. Uh, did anyone in the audience today have an opportunity to sample something uh, when these guys did their, their uh, demo? Did anyone have Anybody the sample their food? That delicious lamb burger? It's gorgeous. It, was it smelled huge. delicious. I didn't get a chance to taste yeah. it, but it was or really, really good. Did anybody have one of my scones from the blueberry orange scone demo? Let's get a review. Let's get a review of your scone. Right up in front, oh, right here. Scones. What's your name, ma'am? Jojo. Jojo? Both Jojos? Just All right, Jojo. Like the cookies, you mean? Ah. Uh, and you had one of Gail's scones. What'd you think? They were fantastic. They were really moist, not dry like normal scones. Really good. That is a downside... Yeah, she said they were moist and not dry like normal scones. That's a downside, I think, with scones huh. sometimes. They're they have too a reputation mm-hmm. of being dry. Why yeah. is that? You have to dip it in your babies because and coffee. they're British, and British humor is always dry, right? Dry. Isn't that? Oh! But I, I like sort of Americanized one. it. You saw I added, like, sour cream and some orange rind and a bunch of butter, a bunch of California butter in there, and it makes it delicious and moist. Okay. Everything's yeah. better with butter. Yeah. If you weren't a chef... What would you be doing for a living? Um, I probably would be a gardener, a professional gardener, because it's sort of a similar aesthetic. Either that or an accountant or a drug dealer, because... Well, that doing, sounds like fun. It's all pretty much the same. Doing pastry is kind of like dealing drugs in a way, and you measure things by the gram, so I just thought I'd make an excellent drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. People treat I need me. a blueberry have, muffin. I'll give you a Have you, you ever you had my salted caramel sauce? At work, the guys call, they're like, oh, are you making crack again? Oh. Yeah, that's what they call my salted, salted caramel. Salted caramel? That sounds delicious. I sell it by the jar at the restaurant for seven bucks. And, Do you have um, some here? I don't. I don't. Oh. I got, they took it at the Jeez. border. TSA <laughs> took it. Steve, if you were not a chef, what do you think you would be doing? Uh, I do all of our marketing for the business, so I would be in advertising because I really enjoyed that. Something creative a lot. And I'm also an actor, and that's what I was doing until our business really took off. Oh, cool. You know, so it's kind of hard. It's a double-edged sword. As an actor, you're always working in a restaurant. That's how Dan and I got into this, you know. We met as actors originally in New York 30 years ago, almost. And when you're an actor in New York, you're in the restaurant business. So I was working in front of house, right? Dan was working back a house, so when we started uh, the Hardy Boys, it was just kind of a natural progression of that. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just hard because I wasn't able, I have had to really step out of it, but only because it's going well. So who- it, it turns out I can't share a mic. I'm, I'm learning that right now. This is Because so, I was thinking, you know, I was a, a silver and gold Gail, For anybody oh. listening who can't see this, Gail has taken everyone's, everyone's microphone. I just everyone's microphone. She's got three. Glass at Second City, you learn to share. Right, I can't do it. I was a silver and goldsmith and a diamond setter. I went to art school. Oh, nice. So what do you do when you're in art school? You waitress. You go into the restaurant business. So same thing. And it turns out that Dan and I worked together in New York in 1985 at the same restaurant. Didn't, didn't really realize that till like the second bottle of red 25 years later. And we're like, what? You were what a chef's too? drink? Oh, I, I want to know, what, what is your drink of Anything choice? Quantity. Um, Quantity. <laughs> That's what chefs drink. Quantity. It is, and that is God's honest truth. Any chefs out here? God's honest truth. When you go, drinkers, yeah. We made the biggest mistake with, our, with the 
John Carl, when, uh, one of our chefs, so we brought him out for his birthday. He's like, I'll buy dinner. I'm like, no, 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 no. You buy, you buy dinner, we'll buy drinks. Holy crap. We are still paying off that credit card. Dan, if you were not a chef, what would you be doing, do you think? Um, I would have a trust fund and be a profligate. Genius! By far the best answer. Because really, um, it, it, at the base of my soul, I am lazy and just want to lay somewhere. Welcome to America. You found your home. All right. How about a big hand for the founders of Spritzburger, Steve, Dan, and Gail. If you're in Chicago, go see them. They're very close to Wrigley Field. And uh, you can get all their delicious food. You can also follow them online at spritzburger.com. Nice. <laughs> Our next guest and I, we worked together for the first time, I don't know, five years ago. My band was doing a show at a place called Cafe Was in Hollywood, and he was the chef there. Now he's got his own place called Dietmas, which we're going to find out what that means. What and is chef, it? chef Alex, give Chef Alex a hand. Chef Alex. How's it going? So what is Dietmas? So it's actually just Dietmas. Um, it's the street that I grew up in Brooklyn. So I opened this new restaurant. It's There's one in, like that in Astoria, Queens, too. There is a Dietmas in Astoria, yeah. Queens. Great so, Greek neighborhood. Yes. The, uh, but I didn't grow up there. I, grew I lived up, there for a little so bit. So I grew up in Brooklyn, and I grew up on Dietmas and East 9th Street. And when I was thinking about, the, you know, the restaurant that I was opening, um, I really wanted to pay homage to my mother and my grandmother. And I would walk down Dittmas Avenue to my grandmother's house on the weekends. And that's where we would have dinner, like tablecloths, all that kind of stuff. So it's just Dittmas. And what kind of food does Dittmas yeah. have? Um, so it's contemporary American food. It's just food we want to eat, uh, a little bit refined, that just so happens to be kosher. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. And what's your favorite thing to make there? Uh, my favorite thing to make there, it's probably the most popular dish I've done. It's a short rib. I do it on a butternut squash polenta, some pickled <gasps> fresnos. Butternut squash polenta? Uh-huh. Oh. So, like, we're doing all new flavors. It's just building up in your palate. Yes, it is. Did you I get can, a chance I to try the short rib terrine I made? The what? I made a short, short rib terrine. Short rib was good. No, I don't think I tasted it. Did you? Yes. I'll oh. tell you all about it later. Uh, we were just talking <laughs> to the Hardy Boys and Gail about the kind of itinerant lifestyle that chefs have as you're coming up until you become the, the whole new job title of celebrity chef. What's the worst job you've had? The worst job I've had? You know, I'll say this. I've never actually had a bad job. Every opportunity I get, I try to make it into a positive experience. So, you know, some That's people... That's very it's, it's kind of reality. You know, it's very Dittmas of you. It's very Dittmas of me. No, it's like, I don't mind, you know, if, if there's some sewage issue and I have to get in there and do some plumbing, I'm in there. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Whatever needs to get done, gets done. Um, one of my first jobs was at a really great restaurant called Lutes. And I'll tell you a little funny story. So Lutes was this fine French dining outlet at the Venetian Hotel. The best of the best of the best. When was this? This is, uh, call it 10 years ago. Okay. And I I there I am. There. And like any place, I mean, this is the Venetian Hotel. There's a sewage issue. Just like the real Venice. Just like anything else. There's, it happens. You know what I mean? And you're like, we have to power through it. We're cleaning it. We're, the plumbers are working on it. You know, it's there. But in the background, you're like, yuck. Oh. Just yuck. I mean. Well, that's not good for an event. But it happens. You know what I mean? That's just the reality of. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think there are a lot of similarities. He asked me what the worst. Yeah. He asked me what the worst was. Why he asked that question, I don't know. Start with the we best. We should have asked what the funniest what, what, was. What's the best? What do you like? He went with the worst. <laughs> All right, what's the best? The best is Ditmas Kitchen and Cocktail. Located uh, on you, you saw that coming. You saw no, that coming. Um, you know, um, the, the, I had a great time at Cafe Was. You know, when we opened that restaurant, it was such it a was fun. It was a supper club in Hollywood. It was a supper club. We had great food, great, great entertainment. entertainment. And it was like a, the venue was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous venue. It, just the wrong timing and the wrong blend of, um, of everything for the recession and all that. Yeah. But just if anybody knows, amazing in a band. Just the most amazing band leader. Yeah. Our band's called uh, Old, Old Blue's, Blue's Eyes. Eyes. And we... Uh, we played there. That's where we met originally. And uh, there's a lot of similarities, I think, in the... It's entertainment, really. Now, restaurants have become entertainment. You know, you go out, you spend money, you want to have a good time. And, I think uh, it's a whole experience. And that's what the, Cafe Was had, was the entire experience was fantastic. And the place we went last night, the Purple Room in Palm oh, Springs. Was I was there. Another Very whole similar. place. It's fantastic. The, yeah. First of all, the place was packed. Packed. Great packed. band was playing there, the Gan Band. And... Everyone was getting up and dancing. Nobody gets up and dances at in LA clubs. No, nobody does. No, the, they the, sit the, there and they look at you like uh, they're self-conscious. It's they're like, very self-conscious. You know, here they're just having fun. Everybody's in flip-flops and no one's staring at their phone. People actually living. Yeah, in nobody the was looking at their phone. It was incredible. You're looking around and people are getting up and dancing. And uh, the Chicago lady was fantastic. What was her name? Liz Mandeville. Oh, she was Blues great. Hall of Famer. Liz Mandeville was there. Fantastic. So and much you know fun. What? And the I, food was great. The, the nightlife the out here in the desert is much more vibrant than I would have guessed. People were, we're they were jammed until 1230 last I night. I think it's because they built it. You know, they say if you build it, they will come. Right. And they built it. The food, like you spoke of, it's classic food. The food you want to eat. Rack of lamb. We had steak, the shrimp and grits. Shrimp. Oh. That was you know, so simple. good. It'll you know, rival any New Orleans uh, shrimp and grits. It was incredible. The food is just what we want to eat. It's not like this fancy schmancy that everybody's trying to do. California Fresh is from the market, blah, blah, blah. It's none of that. It's like, you want ribs? We got ribs. You want chicken wings? We got chicken wings. You want shrimp and grits? Yeah. We got that. That was great. It's a great menu. Great concept. Where do you get the inspiration for the, men uh, the menu at Didmus? Um, you know, family uh, recipes, fam like you were saying? Family recipes. A lot of things that I remember growing up as a kid and things that I like to eat. You know, it's just food that I really like to eat. Sometimes I feel like a tuna tartare. Sometimes I feel like a ceviche. Sometimes we feel like ribs. So it's always like that. There's always a plentiful of steak. I, d I have different cuts of steak because I, I love steak. You know, who, who doesn't? Um, Vegans. And have you ever met a vegan that's enjoying their life? No. All vegans, they're, they always have that puss on their face like, ugh. You eat meat. You have a leather belt. Ugh. We have any vegans here? You should have asked you know them why? before. They don't, they don't oh, have fun. By the way, there's a lot of vegans that have leather belts. <laughs> there's a lot of vegans with leather shoes. They're not supposed to. They're, they seem to me to be a joyless bunch. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I just like to cook food and have people enjoy the food, and that brings me happiness because that's growing up. What I remember my family always getting together, and we would always they would have the most fun when there was a bottle of vodka in the middle of the table Ooh. and just a whole spread of food. And right. I remember just everybody having fun, no matter how hard you worked. Mm -hmm. well, Every I, great party starts and ends in the kitchen. It does. And it's the, the entire, the combination between the food and the drinking and your family getting together that makes for a great experience. What is your favorite thing to make at the restaurant? Um, we, uh, my favorite thing to make, again, is the short rib dish. But you know what I really, really, really 
am loving right now. I do this corned beef tongue. Uh, so I take this tongue. I know. What tongue? So beef tongue. Oh. So people are like, yuck, beef tongue. Because that's what their memories are. You know, this tough, tonguey, weird flavor yes, gelatinous. It is very tonguey. Is it chewy? It's you know, chewy. I don't do that at all. So what I do is I sous vide. Your tongue for, is not chewy. My tongue is not chewy. It melts okay. in your mouth. It's like butter. I sous vide it for 24 hours. And then I pair it with a whole bunch of stuff. It's on brioche with a fried egg on top. And there's a homemade sriracha. And it's just like the most delicious thing in the world. You just eat it. Everybody who tries it, even though they go, I don't usually eat tongue or I hate tongue. And they try it. They're like, are you sure this is tongue? Because this is really delicious. Well, I'm Cuban. And I remember uh, as a kid, I think my parents would eat that or have that at a restaurant. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever eaten it. You've never had lingua? Lingua, no. I don't think I have. It's delicious. Well, when we get back to L.A., we will go visit Ditmas, which is on uh, Pico and Beverly. And it's you will have Pico the tongue. And, uh, it's, Pico a, it's on Pico, one block east of Robertson. Please come by. Like I said, everybody, food and wine, just let me know. I'll buy you a drink. There you go. Nice. Chef, Chef Alex Resnick from Ditmas, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you for joining Thank us. You. Thank you. It was Thank great you seeing you, Mark. It was great to see you again. All right, next up on the show, we are very lucky to have with us Josh and Brent, the fabulous Beekman boys here at the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Our first time in Palm Desert, first time in Palm Springs. Ooh. Do we look like we fit in? You do. You both, you have very stylish resort wear. Very, very resor nice. You learned that from me, resort <laughs> wear. Just a little bit of sweat on the brow, such as myself. And a little glow on our skin. It's called right? glow, no sweat. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, it was tough to pack. We had to find our shorts in the way, 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 way back of our closet. <laughs> our our legs in. have not seen sunlight in many, many months. Yes. It's right. I mean, we have had the worst winter in upstate New York in 20 years. It is, it's been terrible. So we are so happy to be here. We were talking to Gail Gand yesterday. Or we, were, we were talking to Gail Gand earlier and the people in Chicago have had the worst winter in 25 years. Uh, yeah, yes. us as well. Yes. It's, I guess, yeah, you know what? We all say it's always the worst winter, but this was a, the really worst bad. winter. So we yes. sat around eating desserts all the time. That's what we do. Do you guys know what winter is? Do we need to translate that? No, no. I grew up in Chicago, which okay. is why now I live okay. in California. <laughs> but I don't do winter. I'm Caribbean. <laughs> oh, oh, I go not Chicago, I go no, alone no, no, in the no. winter. I hibernate. So uh, I know you're doing recipes from your new book. Tell us about the new book. Yep. Well, the new book comes out in May. It's called Heirloom Vegetable. It'll be our third cookbook. And uh, our recipes are always inspired by what's coming in fresh from the farm. Um, and they're always recipes that we think um, are going to be heirlooms in your family. So, so these are not necessarily old recipes that you've stolen from dead cooks. Some no. of them are. Some have, some some are, have but passed you know, down through our families, and we've modernized them. But all the recipes we come up with, we try to make um, simple, delicious, with ingredients you can find, because we really want them to be recipes you can make over and over again. And if you make them over and over again, put them on your table every Sunday or every month, once a month, you're going to get all these wonderful stories built around them. So when your kid goes off to college and they come back for spring break, they're like, Mom, please make those Rocky Road pot stickers, you know, because it's got all of those family stories built around it. Mm. And we think the stories about food are some of the most important aspects of the food. It absolutely is. Everything, mm -hmm. Everybody starts and ends in the kitchen. That's right. It does. It does. And in fact, in our cookbooks, what you'll find is we leave blank pages in between every chapter. And, and also, we have lines in the notes, rule, you know, ruled margins, yes. so that you can write your family, like, here's how I adapted, here's how my one kid likes it, here's how the other kid likes it, here's my family recipe. So you actually pass on the, the cookbook to the next generation. That's that. an heirloom book. That's fantastic. I know my mother's mother used to keep her Italian recipes on little note cards. Yes. Yes. So we have old, hundred-year-old cards now. Of her handwriting. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, but the old Italian women, they didn't write down every recipe, every exactly. element. Every ingredient. They'd leave one they thing out, out exactly. so the daughter would make it and be like, 
doesn't taste it's the same. Or the daughter-in-law would make it, and it wouldn't taste yeah. the same. Well, that would probably be on purpose. Yeah, yeah the daughter-in-law, they leave two things out. Yeah, this tastes like She can't let the daughter-in-law be better than her. No, 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 no. absolutely no. not. So you guys travel all the time. You're doing festivals and things like this. What? Give me a funny story, something unexpected that happened on one of your trips. Well, one thing that we've learned is to take, you know, take the weather into consideration, which we did here in Palm Springs because we learned you from... You look fabulous! We learned in Austin. We did a, a food festival in Austin a few years ago. And, and we're making a fruit galette. A fruit galette with a butter crust. So I had to roll out a butter crust outdoors in the full sun in 100 oh, degree no. heat. It was a butter puddle. Oh, no. Yeah, so it was like and, liquid uh, butter. The dough was a mess. Oh. So, yeah, so we have learned always, you know, take into consideration where you're going to be. And always, always, always have free samples to pass out. Right, because that's really all people care about. That's yes, what, that's the crowd is not happy if they don't have a sample. Well, you can't tease them, make it, and not have them I know, taste isn't, it. Isn't that terrible? Oh, no, I, I go to we the festivals for We learn the hard way. Well, it's bad enough watching people like yourselves on TV making these delicious recipes, and then you're banging on the glass, yeah. and you can't eat the TV. When and you're then, here, you've got to feed them. Exactly. Right. But I, now people can take the book home and actually be able to make it at home. That's and make right. all of it. Yeah, what did I, you feed people today? Um, so uh, at the festival this weekend, the first recipe we made was a sneak peek from the new book, Ellen Vegetable, and that was cheddar cheese corn stacks with arugula. That was mm. And they're gluten-free. <gasps> gluten-free. I love that. amazing, yeah. And love, then love, love. Uh, today we made Rocky Road pot stickers, which is an amazing, very quick dessert. Um, and what, how can you go wrong with chocolate marshmallow walnuts? I yeah. saw the chunks of chocolate out here a little bit. Did they last in the heat before you I don't, made them? They disappeared. Yeah. I don't know where they went. <laughs> they, well, they, they went. didn't melt. No, no. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. I know you have a, um, a, book, signing. a book signing to go to. Yep. And, and when, when can we see you on television next? I know so you... You can, everybody can watch our show, The Fabulous Speakman Boys, every Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. on the Cooking Channel. They can also get it on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And you can pick up our cookbook if you go to Beekman1802.com. You can buy our cookbook or on Amazon or wherever else you shop for books. And I hear the Heirloom Dessert Cookbook is a favorite because it has, what is it? That, what's oh, on yeah. the cover? Oh, yeah. So on the cover of the Heirloom Dessert Book is the Pancake Cake. Uh -huh. uh, and literally, this recipe came about because we made too many pancakes one Sunday brunch. And they were like, what are we going to do with all these pancakes? And so we came up with this idea of a pancake cake, which is um, kind of a riff on the traditional thousand layer cake. Uh -huh. And so if you can make pancakes, you can make this cake. You just use them as the layer. You make a maple cream cheese frosting to go in between the oh. layers. Stack them up. This whole recipe you know, now, takes 10 minutes. Look <gasps> how beautiful it looks. Oh, you, you did, now I'm working on, now we've got pancakes for breakfast. I've got pancakes for dessert. Now I just need to come up with a pancake lunch thing. And then, and then my life is Pancake finished. BLT. Just, just take a hot dog and roll a pancake around. Well, it, right? No, Can you be, use yeah. this also for breakfast. Cake for breakfast. All of it. Of course. I do that the entire birthday month. Start, uh, yes, cake start the day breakfast. off right. Yes. It's Josh and Brent, the fabulous Beekman boys, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Thank us, guys. You, Thank you. Thank Safe you. travel. Thank you. For the Food and Wine Festival here in Palm Desert. Coming up next, we have Chef Andre. You're a worldwide ambassador for Kathy Ireland Brands. It sounds like that's just a license to party. <laughs> I am. I have to say this first. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Beautiful. I just figured I, I would yeah, wear yeah, this I know, and be comfortable. I, you, know. you threw it together, right? You just threw it together. <laughs> it takes all the compliments. Um, I do. I work for Kathy Ireland, and it is it is one big party, and she's she's a brilliant woman, and she you know she has her hands on everything, and and she doesn't license her name. She really is involved in everything that we do, and she lets me do what I like to do, which is which is what? What's your favorite thing? Passion for food. Passion for food. Mm. Food, family, and fun. Anything that has to do with entertaining. Um, from designing casual dining to lighting to you name it, to just fun fashion stuff we're doing right now. 
So yeah, she lets me do it. She lets me touch it all. Now I know you just finished doing your demo in the other tent. What were you making today? Today I did a very entertaining couple cocktails, a ginger lemon cocktail. Did you, were you guys, did you come over? Yeah? It was, they, <laughs> did. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Look at their they smiling did. faces. Yeah, yeah. They the two, were there. The two ladies in the front row with pink cheeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and giggling. Hold each the other up. Right, I'm right, go, right, I'm right. I'm going to get it. Not talk to I would like to get a cocktail. What is your name? Linda Perry. And what is your name? June Poirot. Linda and June. All right, and what cocktail did he make for you? I had the lemon ginger. Um, it was wonderful. And what was the liquor in it? It was, uh, I don't know, he made it. I just drank it. Ginger, ginger vodka. <laughs> ginger vodka, yes. I know so a stripper named G- Ginger Vodka. Yeah, brand new. <laughs> Crater Lake, very good. It's healthy, gives you energy, the ginger. Yes. And how about yours? What, what uh, cocktail did he make for you? I like the, hi- I like the hi- hyacinth, hibiscus uh, vodka, was it? Yeah, the hibiscus and rum. Hibiscus and rum. That was brand new. I love hibiscus. Oh, it's about 12 o'clock. Do you typically drink uh, rum and vodka at noon on a Sunday, ladies? Only when hanging out with Andre. <laughs> How many of the cocktails did you have? Well, do you a little of a lot? A lot of a little. How's that? Too many. Too many. <laughs> and are these going to be drinks that you'll make at home, you think? Yes. Yes. As soon as we get home. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't drive right away. I would just sit and wait a couple hours, let it burn off a little bit. He is a lot of fun. Two happy customers there, Andre. Hey, hey, hey. Where do you get these recipes? Do you make them up? Do you get them out of books? I, I made them up. You know what? I'm going to... Andrew Copley, you've got to see this guy later on this afternoon. He's incredible. Great, great guy. He's incredible. Um, <laughs> um, I do. I make them up. Uh, Crater Lake was very uh, um, nice to sponsor that one for me as well. But the hibiscus, as you were saying, I went into the Latin market and went, what is this? And I'm not afraid to ask. And they said, hibiscus. I said, what do you do with it? I just saw all these blossoms. Yes. And, I, and so my mind, my culinary mind just started going. You can they, do so many things with it. Well, I didn't know. And so they said tea. And I said, well, yeah. I, I, I'm a big tea drinker. I didn't went from there. And then thinking about cocktails, did some simple syrup. I threw them all there and let them steep. And before you know it, then these guys over here with their great rums, they brought me a rum, and I went, yeah, that's Ding. it. That's it. So it's kind of steeping. It's kind of like making tea, and then you infuse it with the booze. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And I, from, I, from, from my understanding, the ladies liked it. Oh, they're hammered. <laughs> Look at them. They're hammered. <laughs> yes. She would buy a recipe book. Oh, well, thank oh, you. Thank yay. you. I don't think she could read it at the moment. <laughs> but you'll be fine tomorrow. So I've got one sold. Right? <laughs> there you okay. go. Okay, very good. Uh, how many of these festivals do you do in a typical year, Andre? Probably about six. This is probably my favorite because I'm here. I'm a hometown boy here, and nice. I come out every year. It's my third year here. These guys are incredible. Very fun. Yeah, a lot it's of a fun. lot of fun. I mean, look at fun. look at everybody here. Oh, First of all, packed it's packed. For those of us, uh, for those of you guys who are listening out there, it's packed. The food is amazing. It's packed with chefs and uh, uh, wineries, wineries and the food. Let's talk about the food here. How incredible is that? Yeah. Being able to taste a little bit of um, the specialties that they have in every restaurant in here. What locally and you know from afar, we've got chefs that are coming from around the country. You're right. Many from Chicago, and they're. They're, it's killing them. I don't think they like the weather here. <laughs> Try and get them on the plane on Monday. They're not going to want to leave. All right. Hypothetically, yes. You've got you've got 24 hours to live. You get a last meal and a last cocktail. Yeah. What's on your final table? Yeah. Sex. Uh, I mean, uh, my last meal would be. Uh, no, you eat. Can we say you... that? Yes. Yes. 
And That's we, dessert. There you go. Oh, see? Suck it, suck it now. You know what? I don't know. Someone asked me that about an island once. You know, Why what, would you eat an island? When I wouldn't eat an island. <laughs> if, I had, if I was on an island, what, you know, dessert island, what would I have? And I always said pizza because I can do anything with pizza. I can make it all veggie. I can make it, you know, I can put cheese. I can tomato sauce, things that could be healthy for me. I can make a breakfast pizza, a dessert pizza, as opposed to doing pasta. You just got pasta. But with right, pizza, and if you happen thing. to last past that 24 hours, you get the cold pizza. No, exactly, as we did when in college. When you're not dead. Right, but if it's my last meal, you know what, that's a hard one. I don't know. I don't know. Would you Dessert. want to cook it yourself? Mm. Who would you want to cook your meal if you didn't cook it yourself? Ooh. That's a great question. It is. Because I don't want to cook if I'm about to die. No, 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 no. no, no. I want to enjoy back. it. I, I want to eat it. I probably want to have like 24 chefs. I want a different chef for each hour. I want to have the actually best meal from each one. And I got to wow. finish with dessert. Got to. Because yeah. I'm dying. I don't, I don't care about <laughs> calories. I don't care about, you know, <laughs> comatose the next day or oh, hungover. I don't care. Where can people get your recipes and where can they follow you on the web? Mm. KathyArland.com. That's where I, I live and, and work and, and play. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter. Chef Andre and Facebook Andre Carthen, but KathyArland.com is where I am. All right, big hand for Chef Andre, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you so much for joining us. You know what we like to do sometimes on the show, folks, is we are travel experts. Uh, we help people plan. Big events, uh, anniversaries, things like that. Does anybody have any travel questions or issues that they're trying to work through? Maybe Who's we can help you plan soon. something or do something. Besides anybody? this. Yes. There she is. Go ahead. Why don't you go? Oh, she has a microphone. Okay. Going up to San Francisco, and so I'd like to know some great places. To go. Oh, San Francisco. We got a great one. Sodini's. Why are you going to San Francisco? For what? Um, um, I have a couple of friends who are moving there. And then we're just going to tour the wineries, but we just want to know where to go. San Francisco yeah. is really going through a renaissance right now because of all the Silicon Valley money. So housing is very expensive. But when that happens, you also get lots of great restaurants. There's one restaurant that we love to go to yes. up there. It's on Green Street. It's is called it? Sodini's. Sodini's. The most Sodini's restaurant. It's an old Italian school, restaurant. It's an old school Italian place with a great bar, really great food, home home recipes. It's right in the, uh, the north end of the city. No, uh, what's the place? North Beach. North Beach. North end is Boston. Okay. Yes. North Beach on a little side street. Really great food there. It's, uh, wh where are you from originally? Here in Palm Springs? Okay. You're going to love San Francisco. Well, it's San like Francisco. moving to a big city with a little feel. You know, lots of different neighborhoods, lots of cool places. I would suggest checking out some different neighborhoods before you settle down if you can, but definitely check out Sodini's. Yeah. Um, there's a great live music club called Bimbo's 365. Bimbos. Great place up there to hear great music. There's great jazz up there. Kind of like, have you been to the Purple Room here in Palm Springs? Fantastic place. Yeah, great music, great know. food. <laughs> we loved it. Also, you know, uh, follow us on the web, uh, aforkontheroadshow.com. We do shows about different cities all the time, so hopefully we can yeah. help you out. And There's some information about San Francisco. We haven't had Sodini's on our show. We should. We definitely should. You know how we find a restaurant? We walk around the street, and uh, Mark smells the restaurant. He follows his nose, sticks his uh, head in the door, and if it smells fantastic, that's where we eat. And I think that's how we found Sodini's. Yeah. You know, it is so hot and sticky today. I think it would be a great time to have a little drink. 
a little beverage. So okay. we are going to bring Mark from Salt Lake. I'm not going to say no. Right. Rob. Oh, Rob. Okay. Mark is probably met in the booth. Rob, come on up. <laughs> a lot of fans. All right, this is Rob from Salvaray Rum. This is a new. Are you going to help him out, Andre? I'm coming back. Okay, what do you right? Don't get on in there. So you, you, get in, get in, get in. Now, this is a new rum. Sure is. It's, most of the time, people think of rum, they're thinking the Caribbean, they're thinking Puerto Rico, Cuba, the DR. That's right. This, this comes from Panama. That's right. What do Panamanians know about rum? Oh, and Panamanians frankly, you know don't about look Panamanian, life. Rob. I know. I get that all the time. <laughs> the truth is, I'm Canadian. But, oh, uh, Canadians I, are so nice. That's not so bad, but I'm now living in L.A. We won't hold it against them, right? Have you ever met an impolite Canadian? <laughs> no. Never. No. Canadians Never. are fantastic. This is a true story. True story. I'm in um, Vancouver on New Year's Eve. I'm walking down the street with two guy friends and a girlfriend. We're walking down the street, and to it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Towards us comes this homeless guy. He's got his head down, and he's sw swearing up a storm. Dropping F-bombs everywhere. He looks up and he sees the girl next to me. And he's like, oh, excuse me. And then he keeps walking. Wow. Very nice of him. I'm not surprised. Yeah, you're Do you hear the people. accent? Oh, thank you very much. So what, where, how did, tell me the story about how this rum came about. Um, all right, well, there's uh, three of us, three founders here today. And um, Mark was living in Central America for a long time, bringing back these fantastic rums. Um, there's a lot of rum history in Canada as well with the naval background. And, uh, and the rum running during Prohibition, right? Uh, absolutely. So I was a rum lover myself. And uh, our third partner, Seth, was down in L.A. Uh, he's a alcohol aficionado. And the three of us teamed up and decided that the yes, world... So wait, 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 so wait. wait. <laughs> There's what, many of us here today. What's the difference between an alcohol aficionado and just a balls-out drunk? <laughs> he's the Not type much. of guy that um, had absinthe on his shelf the day it became legalized. He just, oh. you know, he was, he was picking out the fine spirits. A connoisseur. A connoisseur. Okay. So, you know, we collectively, we want to uh, lift the world of rum. And so we've created two amazing products. This is our white rum. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the name is Selva Ray. And uh, it's a three... Selva Say that again. Selva Ray. Selva Ray. Yeah, so Selva Ray. King of the jungle. That's right. So Selva is jungle in Spanish and Ray is king. And uh, so the white rum is a blend of three and five year aged rums. So it's, mm. it's very delicious. And our cacao rum is a five year aged rum infused with natural Central American chocolate. Which Ooh. is incredible. Have you, ha have you guys had it? The, yes. The, the yes. Our biggest fans right here. <laughs> with, They're in the front row, her... baby. They're fixing to have some. <laughs> yes. yes, it's fantastic. Can I taste you guys on it? Yes, you can Absolutely. taste it. All right, I'm gonna put Now, Yenny is from Cuba. Rum, they drink rum like water. Yeah. They feed it to the infants. <laughs> so she has a very discerning. Milk bottle. What is the one rum that you can't drink or makes you crazy? Havana Club. Yeah. I can't drink it for some reason. The it makes her crazy. It does. I get feisty, feistier. More crazy. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, Regular yeah. tap water <laughs> can make you crazy too, baby. Thank I think you. it more depends on the day. Okay, so. All right. What is there Cheers. a Panamanian toast? Um, salut. 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 Smooth. Ooh. Yeah, mm. Light, smooth, delicious. A little, yeah. but, a, but a little bit of a, a, a spice bite. A like an anise, maybe? A little peppery, of, actually. A little peppery. Yeah, what would you, what's the first cocktail that pops into your mind when you taste that, Andre? Well, you know what? The, this is so smooth. I would want to do this straight. I mean, it's just, 
anything that I wouldn't want to dilute the flavor of this. If I, I could just get... add, yeah, sorry, we designed this product to be sipped on the rocks, the white rum. Yeah. So yeah. Which is actually really popular. That's how we drink it. We were down little... in the Caribbean, and there, there's a, um, a five-star rum called uh, Ron del Barrio. And that's what, they, they drink it like bourbon down there. You just sip it, and it uh, kind of evaporates into your head. Eh, 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 Rob, what did I ever do to you? What did I ever do no. to you? No. Oh, <laughs> I was actually going to give you... No, you have to drink it, too. Okay. Andre. And now for the cacao. So this has, cho- it's chocolate Ooh. and rum. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Two fantastic Dangerous. things. Cheers. Cheers. I'm going to leave that alone. Chocolate and rum. Let's <laughs> go. That's me. Come All right, we need one. someone in the audience to come up and taste it. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Somebody who would like, sir. He would like to come up, up and sir. taste it. Well, you know what? Tell us, tell us the, the how you, you said rum? this is five years. Yes. How do you right, well, infuse the, the chocolate with it? Is, it? is it the cacao bean? Is it, how do you? Yeah, it's, so it's a cacao nib. Um, basically start with the fruit and they bring it down to the chocolate, the raw chocolate form, which then sits uh, with the five-year aged rum and infuses and we have this n- delicious product. Wow, yeah. wow, okay. I want to uh, add, oh, go ahead. What is your name, sir? Ruben de Leon. Ruben, and you don't drink rum? Where are you from? Uh, Orange County. <laughs> of course, with a name like Ruben, where else would you be from? <laughs> are you Cuban? True, no. no. Okay. Mexicano. All right, well, there's, there's Mexican rums too, right? I think so. I, I just normally, I got sick on rum and Coke once, so I stayed away from rum. Uh, you know what that's called? Cuba Libre. You know what Cubans call that? Mentirita, the little lie. Can I go back to it? This is a healing moment for you, Ruben. You're not a big rum drinker. I'd like you to taste that and then just tell me your first, imp- yeah, he's nosing it. Tipping it back. It goes down smooth. Gotta try it again. He has to try it again. <laughs> One more. That's excellent. I Thank really you. liked it. Thank you. Um, it tastes almost like a. Um, it's got a sweetness, but not real sweet. It's, it's not like, overly sweet. It's a little. Uh, that's um, right. It's a rum first. It's, and it's got that earthy. Uh, kind of almondy. Kind of a caramel yeah. uh, flavor Caramely. to it. Well, thank you very much for trying. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, but now you are once again officially a rum drinker. drinker. Congratulations. Absolutely. The great thing about this is that you know a lot of uh, (laughs) liqueurs that are infused with uh, different flavors, and a lot of them taste kind of fake. This one doesn't. It doesn't taste artificial. Well, you know, and I'm finding, uh, and uh, hopefully you'll agree with this, a lot of the infused things are just done with droppers. It's a drop of flavor Mm. that's added, whereas this, that's why I was asking earlier. I appreciate that. This is done with the cacao bean. This is done with the process Mm -hmm. of actually infusing together two natural flavors as opposed to just adding an artificial flavor. And I think that's why you get that mm-hmm. distinct. Yeah. Where the, can people get this, Rob? Um, great question. Uh, they can get this at Jensen's, which is just down the street from here. In here the, in Palm Desert. Palm Desert and Jensen's in Palm Springs. What about our listeners? People are listening all over the country. Um, online at High Time Wine Cellars. It's high-time.net. But if you just Google High Time, you'll find it. <laughs> Well, if they Google high times, they're going to learn how to grow awesome bud. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think Don't mix that up. <laughs> the name and, of the and, Wait, wait, wait. And how would you know that? As Jay Thomas says, I'm pre-glaucomic. Uh-huh. There you go. So you can, you can ship this. People Absolutely. Can it. it goes shipped across, online, available throughout the U.S. 
uh, and we're launching right now in, in Palm Springs in Los Angeles. So. Oh, well, great. Well, thank Fantastic. you for joining us on the show. Fantastic. Thank Rob, you very Andre. much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Andre. Thank, thank you, Rob. You. Appreciate thank it you very much. All right, folks. I think we are about done with our remote show. Thank you so much for coming out and uh, watching the show. They you, are going to bring a couple of more cups to pass these we're around. We're bringing more rum out, and the festival will yes. continue. Uh, for those of you that have missed some of our past shows, you can always catch up with our show. It's uh, You can find episodes at aforkontheroadshow.com. Find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. We're the number one food and travel show on the web. If you have any questions, get in touch with us. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're everywhere. Twitter, he's at Mark DiCarlo. I'm at Traveling Diva. And uh, we look forward to your questions. Yeah, thanks so much for coming out. We appreciate the support. Enjoy the rest of the show. So until next week, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Yenny Alvarez. And we'll see you on a fork on the road. When I've been from Tucson to Tulum, Gary, to hatch a beat a ton of ball, I've driven every kind of rig that's ever been made. Driven the back road so I wouldn't get weighed. And if you give me Every time I go to Mexico